Hello. <laughs> this this is uh, Market Fire Podcast. I am the lead uh, co-host, Dr. Danny Bombay. He's not uh, lead anything. Do not. Okay. No. I'm also technically not a doctor. <sighs> I identify as a doctor, and in 2022, you can't stop me from doing that. So nothing you can do about that. This podcast is here to catalog um, late stage central banking. So that's no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, I just listen. I go on Twitter and I see people using the phrase "late stage capitalism," and I just feel the need to correct those people. It's late stage central banking. Oh, there we go. Howdy, y'all. We're market fire <laughs> podcast. Tell you what. Pew, pew, pew. Don't you bring that Texas Pete nonsense around us. We that's ain't right. Pew, that's pew, right. Pew. Um. Not from Texas, get it, rope. That's right. Uh, so we're going to jump into some of these stories. we got a couple of good ones today, don't we, big man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As always, right? So well, obviously, yeah. if you're here for the first time, we, we've switched our transition to our show, which was a more traditional podcast, right? Right. Over to this live show. We've done two lives now. This is our third. Um, we're going to try to get to these couple of the weeks. I'm putting this on record so that when people watch the recorded that we then post up, that you know what we're doing and how we're doing it and that kind of stuff. So, you know, Danny doesn't care about those kind of things, but, you know, I me, I yeah. do. Yeah, which is why you focus on this stuff and I work on the logos, which, you know, mm -hmm. we're always, for some reason, we're always in some sort of locked in, locked in a battle of wits when it comes to logos for some reason, but... Eh. We've been tracking this story from the very beginning. My my cousin Elon Musk. I'm kidding. He's not my cousin, but you know my best friend Elon Musk <laughs> says he might actually end up closing on Twitter in two days. By right. the way, we're going to be live on Friday again, just to you know to see if this thing actually closes. And the cap table dropped. Well, we'll see if. Okay, two things about this story. Yeah. First. Um, there is obviously, you and I talked about it last week, there's a petition going around uh, Twitter, the offices, yep. as it were, because you and I talked about it last week, I think the day after it came out, that Elon Musk said, hey, sure, I'll buy it, and then I'm going to lay off 75% of the employees, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, the and, and you and I, I think... talked about how that was a great scam to get yep. the employees to revolt against the, the current board. Um, and, and it looks and like I it's worked. I, yep. And I, you think so? Well, it's worked from the standpoint of the employees are upset, right? Yes. Yeah. They're upset. It's it made is. national news media. It, it hasn't. It hasn't worked in the sense that our speculation was, at least my speculation was that the intent behind that action was to get the employees to revolt so the board wouldn't close the deal. Which is, I'm still thinking that's what's going to happen. Um, okay. Now, he says by Friday. Here, Here's why the Friday comes out, right? The Friday comes out because uh, that's his deadline to buy or go back to court. Okay. That's where the Friday deadline. I haven't seen anything that says he's officially come out and said he's buying it by okay. Friday. But that's where the date comes from on the story is okay. he's got to do it. It kind right. of sends, and the article I sent Danny yesterday, it actually got a, has a list of banks that kind of shore up the gap from the right. investors that he lost, right? right. And that kind of stuff. And, Go ahead. And there's another thing that it was floating around, which is, an, I don't know the authentic, authenticity of it, but 
there was an open letter to Elon Musk from Twitter employees <laughs> with their list of demands. And my simple question to you people is, all of you went to Stanford and Yale and Harvard. What, what do you think, like, what is the, what leverage do you have here to demand something from a billionaire that has promised to lay you off? <laughs> what? Well, what do you think you're going to achieve? Hey, you want to fire us? If you keep us, you're going to have to. Like, have to what? Like, I have to, and see this petition yeah. they're sending around um, at part of the article yesterday I read. The petition that they're sending around essentially says, hey, you're not going to fire anybody. Like, I want you to agree right now that you're not going to fire anybody, right. that nothing's essentially going to change, blah, 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 which is all it is. Now, <laughs> I will, and I always respect the hustle. Now, even yeah. if it, I think it's scammy behavior, even if I think it's a low-hanging fruit, Meta and Google have both right. turned around and used this as an opportunity to poach some employees from them there, Twitter. So, Fine, this, take so Elon Musk comes out and says, hey, I'm going to fire 75% of you. Not really which 75%, but I'm going to hire 75%. Right. Meta and Google go, ha ha, yes sir. I like you. I like you. I like you. Is, I like you. Which is right. Which is what he wanted. So he doesn't. So these people are getting picked off by Meta and Google. Guess what? No severance packages. No unemployment insurance. Mm -hmm. It's the, here's the thing. You know, um, we're not a political show, but I'll make the reference here. It's self-deporting, right? There's sure. self. There's there's. He doesn't have to lay off seventy-five percent if forty percent of them walk out the door. And so what I was saying was there's two avenues here. There's, there's two theories, mm -hmm. uh, two conspiracy theories, because I am the resident conspiracy theorist of this program. And one of the conspiracy theories, which is that he was doing it, which we mentioned, he was doing it to get the employees to revolt, to get the board to decline the deal. Right. And the second one was if he, and if the deal does go through, he wants as many people as possible to walk out the door because it costs him nothing it costs the company nothing correct so out of 40 percent of the people that have left the company in the last two weeks 40 yeah. percent have gone to google meta or tiktok sounds right like of course they would hey listen if you're leaving twitter because elon musk says he's going to come in and make it a free speech platform that's open source and distribute uh, uh a distributed platform and that kind of thing. Of course, you're going to go to TikTok. It's run by an authoritarian government. Of course, you love that. <laughs> of course, you find that appealing. No, and you find, Danny. And you find it peace, and you find peace in the fact that but at least these people mm -hmm. have camps, you know, where they're shoving people into. So, you know, for saying the wrong thing. So, you know, the argument from the employees, according to the petition that they've put out and it's got all the you know we want respect dignity protection blah 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 you're blah. not getting any of that the so the the argument they're trying to make is by laying off 75 percent, it will reduce the end user right that we can't support the the twit yeah. sphere whatever you call the right it's really hard to shadow ban a bunch of people if you don't have your shadow banning team, right? If you don't have an entire staff of shadow banners and, right. you it's know, It's really hard whatever. for my cousins to ban my account for making fun of one of my other cousins, 
which is why I got banned, if they all work at TikTok. So I, I don't I'm, I don't understand. Look, when people and this goes and again, not a political show, but unions and right. stuff like this, this is yeah. my issue with unions that if we weren't right. human beings, I'm okay with unions, but we are. So when you have people trying to talk for a bunch of people, the messages of the individual don't come through and you get generic right. garbage, right? So, you know, if I have a beef with, with unionization, it's like there is an, first of all, the only reason you get such beefy contracts through unions is because the government require, it's like there's all of these laws mm. that, that justify or make it legal for unions to behave that way. And by the way, the people who all, all these people who support unions, I'm going to make I'm going to make a political statement now. Do I have your permission? Yes. OK, good. I just uh, um, I love educating people who tend to be more left of center on how unions and minimum wages have been used throughout the world to oppress minority groups in the United States. In 1960s, New York, they said, if we don't have formal uh, unionization, um, that the government recognizes what's going to happen is these black people are going to come here and take white men's jobs. Right. Right. And so that's what, and that's, and, and, and the look, economists unions have done a lot of good. I'm they, not saying they, they haven't. They, they made safety in factories. They stopped using kids, right. Kid child listen, labor and stuff like that. Listen, They've done a lot of good. In the 1900, in the early 1900s in this country, a man used to be able to die with dignity by falling off of a skyscraper. <laughs> all right. Now you have to die at the ripe old age of 87 because of a heart failure. You don't want to know how many dead bodies are underneath those New York skyscrapers. I get it. Like it's, you just you don't want to know. Um, but but it, isn't it glory for a man to go that way? I was trying to provide for my family and I died. That's well, great. Just okay. So, for example, in this letter, right, that they've been circulating around, which obviously Elon Musk has probably already read and laughed at and and pointed at with all his Elon billionaire Musk, buddies. Elon Musk wiped his behind with this. I'm sorry. Elon Musk's butler wiped his behind with this. You know. uh, of course, but if I had yeah. any chance to negotiate with a with a potential owner of a company that's coming in to buy my company, let's say, right. realistic would be the common ground here, right? And the very first thing that they have under here under respect is we demand leadership to respect the platform um, and commit to preserving the current headcount. You can't. Nobody. No. There. He's not gonna. It, he's not gonna, just, and he's not. This kind of language, and I'm going to now use this term, woke, um, this kind of language is what you see from elite university kids who are like, we demand that the faculty remove this professor and we're going to, and it's like, that, like, I remember reading about like how Gen Z entering the workforce and entering corporate environments was like, and how it was like stupid right. and how stupid they are. And one of the things was one of these companies was like, you know, they have a um, dress code and one of the people on the team didn't conform to the dress code. Right. But it's because they had some sort of medical issue that they had already dealt with. And they so can't they wear wool or they can't, they can't wear dress shoes. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't wear dress shoes because they had weird feet. They can only wear the New Balance sneakers that are a quintuple E super wide, whatever. They cleared it with their team. Everything was fine. But they circulated a petition at whatever office this was, the Gen Z, the Zoomers, sure. because they're like, 
how come Nancy isn't wearing the, the dress code? <laughs> like, I don't. Well, like, and that, that, what you're saying is so spot on because the second thing they have on here is safety, which they literally just go on here and put out the, um, what's the protection act, the national protection act where you can't go based on uh, race and disability and you yeah, know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Sexual orientation, political yeah, beliefs, and discrimination, it, something about discrimination. So he already has to abide by those rules. Right. So, so I don't know why you would even waste anybody's so, time that on so being on you, here. When anybody talks about safety, here's what I expect from where you work: heavy equipment, things above you that could fall on you and crush mm -hmm. you. Sure. Not about safety of your feelings. Now, if they if if they were saying, "Hey, listen." I'm really afraid that a server is going to topple me because it's not bolted to the wall. That's a safety issue. Right. Which we right. now have OSHA. We now have what unions were originally created to make, right? Safety environments right. and stuff like that. We now have government programs that oversee those things, right? Right, and those government programs are stupid. But I'm just saying but they we have exist. Them. They exist. We have and, and I just love, what I love about this is when stupidity meets reality, right? And you're so stupid. And I'm saying this, all of these people have master's degrees or more sure. from institutions that uh, because I'm Indian and because of my very uh, slightly above average GPA would never get into these institutions because I'm competing with other Indian kids who are way harder working at academics than I ever was because I thought it was a waste of time. Uh, how I can't fathom going to a company where the guy says, I'm going to fire all of you. The balls it takes. Okay. He's the a balls. billionaire. He's a billion. Look, my fa here's my favorite sentence in this entire, this entire thing. My favorite sentence in this entire thing. Okay. And I quote, we demand to be treated with dignity and not to be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. End quote. <laughs> Dude, you work for a company whose current majority shareholder is a sovereign wealth fund of a country where, in which, none of these women would be allowed to work there. Right. And they'd, and they'd all have to be at home, and yep. they couldn't show their face outside. <laughs> I'm not. That's I know. And they would not be able to drive to their office because they're not allowed to drive from which. Now, I'm not saying that country is right or wrong or that, that how their system is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying there's a disagreement in there's a difference in your values. And I'm just saying Elon Musk might be a little closer to your values than your current corporate overlords. Right. Sure. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, but like I think they thought the employees thought at this point when Elon Musk just kind of threw this out there, right? right. That we're going to get the public behind us if we if we mm. message it this way. And I just don't think your average everyday person in America or in the world, for that matter, is really giving a crap about Twitter's employees, right? No, like no. I, no. That's untrue. I, I am a avid Twitter user, and let me make something very clear like I made last time. I think he should fire all of them. I think 100%. He should replace You realize 100%. we're live on Twitter right now. So uh, Thank you. And I just want to thank the team that creates that and supports that product for that. And right? I just want to make something else clear. 
he should fire everybody and hire the entire team from Truth Social to replace him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Go ahead. It's factual. No, I'm just saying like that I, I don't think, and, and here's something I'll say. It's a more, I guess, whatever. It's a political statement, but sure. I don't think they grasp the contempt that regular people have for them because they live in Silicon Valley and their mm-hmm. entire universe is a it is a fantasy of of like just weird woke progressive nonsense which you're entitled to i'm not telling you don't go live in that fantasy world if i could go live in a fantasy world where it was just me and my homies and all we did was street race all day and like talk crap and be racist sure. toward each other in a way that was cordial i would love to go live in that fantasy world right 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 but we don't mainly, live in a fantasy world i no, have that in- argument with the neighborhood uppity white yeah. whites that i you know what i mean yeah. wonder bread whites that i live around i have yep. this argument all yep. the time because i i make that argument to them when it yeah. comes to what certain things we can and can't do right there well yeah. i can't blah 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 in today's world well okay if we lived in a perfect world you could do anything you want Right. But we and don't. We're gonna get there. We we're live in reality. I hope so. I really yeah. do. I hope we get to a world. Well, all, listen, big man. All I want to do is I want to live in a world where an individual like myself is driving a uh, a dually Ram that's uh, rolling coal, and I'm flying the stars and bars, and I'm 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 ripping an AR out the window. Because this is America, and if I can't do that, am I a free person? Okay? Are you free? Sure. I, I get, I get that, but, but I'm just saying. Well, I, 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 maybe I wouldn't fly the stars and bars. Maybe I'm flying the Gadsden flag, but what I'm, or maybe I'm flying, um, the goat, the flag of Goliad, the arm with the bloody sword. I, oh, that uh, great flag, by the way, great that's flag. That's my flag right there. That's a great if flag. I have, if I have a flag, that's my flag. That, okay, that yeah. that is the original come and take it flag, right? Like that's, that's correct. Yeah. So. Been to Goliad, love it. The fort's still there. If you're if you're actually visiting Texas and you've got time, drive over to that little town that's still a little bitty no nowhere town. It's right. it's a mission still standing today. You can stand on the walls of Goliad like those Texans stood on the walls of Goliad against the Spanish army and got their you know yeah. Got so their anyway. arms cut off. It's the flag. <laughs> uh, so which is actually where the come and take it cannon came from was from Goliad, right? The See, come and take it I, cannon. I didn't go to t- elementary school in Texas. My children will, but I didn't. So I didn't have the Texas history. That's one thing about Texas that I continue to love <laughs> is this self-perpetuating, oh, you can come here from somewhere else mm-hmm. and you may not like it, but we're going to brainwash the crap out oh, of Oh, hell kids. yeah. You take Texas history not once, but twice in Texas schools. That's so okay. You, you get it. So, yeah, I think the Elon Musk story, I'll be really interested to see two days from now what happens between now and Friday. Again, you like you said, we'll be live on Friday, so we'll be able to see in real time what actually happens. Uh, but I, I, I still don't have a lot of faith that this is going to happen. There's a, all kinds of things. I mean, the, the, the employees as a whole could sue between now and then. I don't, I don't see, I don't know how they could because all of their contracts, especially in California, probably have some sort of protection for when your company gets acquired, here are your rights. And I doubt that that's a possibility. <clears throat> but Elon Musk, on the other hand, has been known to speak 
pretty loosely when it comes to legal matters. Like he mm-hmm. will just openly say stuff. But I just wanted to um, hold on one second before we move on to the next story. I just want to very quickly talk about who all is going to end up owning this thing when it's all said and done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Elon Musk. So this is the um, so 13 billion dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Morgan Stanley comes in at 3.5 billies. B of A 2.7. Barclays another 2.7. Who's MUFG? I don't even know who that is. It's just a financial investment firm. Um, it's a, it's come... a fund, right? It's a fund. Okay. So, okay. Um, and then there's another PNB Paribas comes in at 650 million. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, I think that uh, the largest investment bank in Japan, Muzio, another 475 in Society Canarate, which I assume I said it with a his like Spanish accent, but it's probably French. So screw those people. But look, these people are coming yeah. in, and this is money he's borrowing. Correct. He these aren't people coming in like an investor and going, "Hey, Correct. I'm going to well, get X number of you know what I mean, whatever." No, 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 no. I I still think he's probably getting his billionaire buddies to give him money. I'm sure. Oh no, 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 absolutely. I'm just yeah. saying this list of banks that he's right. now leveraging to come in and finish this up. If it is Correct. what he wants to do, these are people yeah. giving him loans. These yeah, aren't yeah, these aren't the other people, right? That no, no, no. these oh, banks yeah. aren't. They're going to get their money back and their interest back. They have no desire to own a piece of no. right a private company being uh, Twitter. But uh, but listen, Dell did. You know, Michael Dell, our, our good friend, does mm-hmm. the, did the exact same thing. He had to go to banks and he had to go to his billionaire buddies. Yep. And um, you know, that was the that was the case. That was how he ended up buying Dell back. So, I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to result in. Uh, a close. And here's the thing. I, you and I have been skeptical of this thing closing from the very beginning. Yep. We predicted this, this would never happen. <clears throat> and now that there's this deadline and, or there has been this deadline, but he has banks lined up. I get the distinct impression that this thing's going the distance now. I, with this two day clock, I think we're close. I think we, I've gone from like that 60 to 70%, right. To mm. maybe 80 or 90 I right. still think there's a lot of things that can happen between now and Friday. It's not like if right. he doesn't close on Friday, they're going to be in court on Monday. It would be another right. week or so, right? Which leaves yet another week for different things right. to happen. And right, right. So, so we'll see. I, I just don't. I still think he had never had any real intention of purchasing Twitter. He just backed himself in the corner with his mouth, which is what happens sometimes. Yeah, and we have a saying in Texas, you know. Uh, your your mouth wrote a check that your ass can't cash, and yep. guess what? I think his ass is cashing some checks now. That is one you know of my saying. favorite sayings of my parents, right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's 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 unbelievably true, and that actually brings us up to a follow up story of speaking of things that your mouth uh, checks that your mouth make. Um, yeah. uh, we'll come back to the rent story, but the uh, ye yay, Mister Yay, Mister Yay, your buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, always so polite calling him Mr. Yay. Mi- I was texting him the other day and he said, You don't have to call me Mr. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I call everybody Mr. if I don't know you. All right. Yeah. But Mr. Yay lost his billionaire status oh. from, you know, uh, because he lost his Adidas deal. And uh, yeah. as we established last week, that was the bulk of his quote unquote billionaire status. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm just going to make some comments again. And here's what I'm going to say. I find his, what he said ridiculous. Some of the word, like what he said was not only incorrect, it's ridiculous. And whatever he said about that specific group of people um, could be applied to Indian people in tech or banking. And you can say Indians have taken, I'm, no, I'm just saying it is true though. If you sit and look, you go, uh, Microsoft, Twitter <laughs> until Friday, um, Google. <laughs> These are Google all cloud. opinions of no, Danny, not I'm, Market Fire Pod or the know. Big Man. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a conspiracy or anything. I'm just saying if you look at the people who make up, hey, by the way, just throwing this out there, score one for the Indians. We now run the United Kingdom. You subjugated us up yours right back at you. We freaking did it. My, it's, it's not Indian. my grandmother. He's a British huh? man. Yeah, that happens to be Indian from India. Indian descent. Indian no, his descent. parents are, so, are That's Indian what I'm saying. Yeah. But he happens to be from Indian descent. But he is a British man. He is not Correct. like they didn't hire an Indian to no, come no, be the didn't. UK prime minister. No, no, no. Everything you're saying is correct. I'm just saying they stole my great-grandmother's jewelry and we're getting it back now. That's all I'm saying, okay? No, but but here, I'll just make this. This is a point to me that I think is important to make. Okay. <clears throat> what he said was wrong. What he said was incorrect. What he said was despicable. But he said, if I say this, this group of people is going to take away all my stuff. And then everyone's like, well, what you're saying is ridiculous. Also, we're taking away all your stuff. Kind of proves him to a group of people who would otherwise not have the nuance to be like, well, he didn't lose it because of, he." you know what I'm saying? It kind of proves what he was saying correct. It's not correct. But I'm saying a person could look at that and go, yeah, yeah, if you say this stuff, they're going to take away all your stuff. And then your friend, your buddy goes, no, they're not. That's a dumb conspiracy theory. And then you say it, and then you don't have a bank account anymore. <laughs> well, he, the bank he was banking with kicked him off. All yeah. these different projects he was tied to have kicked him off. His, right. his, Even his, uh, what's been his um, representative forever, what yeah, his CAA. agent, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, quit on him. Right. Yep. Um, and now, after, of course, going on television, say, hey, I can say what I want and they won't fire me, which right. I told Danny this yesterday when the story actually came out that he lost his billionaire status, um, right. that I did not know at the time we were talking about it last week that Adidas was a German, a German company. Yep. Like, I just I didn't know that. So, so, to yeah, so, so the reason why Adidas. So Adidas and Puma were founded by brothers. The original company was. Um, the, what became Puma, mm -hmm. and what ended up happening was um, the one of the brothers accused the other brothers, the other brother, of being a part of a particular political party, the German Nationalist Social Workers Party of uh, in Germany around the <laughs> okay around yes a, around a particular tense time in that country. Sure. History. So one accused the other of being a member of that party, and uh, they ended up splitting over that accusation. I don't recall which one was which, and I don't know if they ever if that piece of history is is public knowledge. But um, but being yeah, a German but, company, you are obviously sensitive to the course. history historical relevance, right? Yeah, and the other thing to say too is their original iteration of that company did sponsor an American athlete, <clears throat> an, an American Olympic athlete was their first rise to relevance, who was a, a Black American athlete in the Olympics. So I'm going to go with throughout history, 
maybe that act, maybe that wasn't such a big deal for them. But you know, we live in 2022, though. Again, yeah. reality. We can all think because right. there there is a part of me that goes, "Look, uh, Mr. Ye can be an idiot. He has the freedom yeah. to be an idiot and say whatever right. idiotic things he wants to say." And right. should business use that against him? Well, I also believe in the freedom of those businesses to do what they want with right. their money, right? Correct. So so it's it's one of those situations where if we lived in a perfect world, he could say whatever he wanted to say, and every business right. would just keep going about their business. But we don't live in that world. We live no. currently in reality of 2022, and right. even though Mr. Ye and his, foot, his footwear line account for – Two billion dollars no, in sales a year, right? Yeah, Adidas. Adidas says they expect, but because of of uh, releasing him from his agreement, that they they lost. I think their stock went down by four percent yesterday mm -hmm. because of this, and they expect to lose two hundred and fifty million dollars just to the end of this year. Just yeah. this year, just, that's there's only like two months left in the year. <clears throat> that's how much Ye's business means to. Adidas. Now, here's what I'm going to say, and here's another conspiracy theory that I have. <clears throat> I don't think I think Ye believed all this stuff. I actually do. Um, I think he's a a person who. Um, you think perhaps... he believes what he's currently saying? Correct. Okay. Um, and uh, I believe in free speech. I disagree with him wholeheartedly. He also went on one of my favorite podcasts that I never listened to because I don't have that kind of time or energy. Lex Friedman, Lex Friedman, who you can presume is of Jewish descent, and basically okay. started saying the same stuff to his face. He's a he's a fellow really? author, right? Yeah, and he and Lex is a soft, kind, and gentle soul, and he's authentically that person. Mm -hmm. And he's also a nerd, a certified nerd. He works in AI tech and was working at Boston University, like or. I don't know. He's a genius, right? Okay. But he's also one of those geniuses that you go, it's one of those, like, you know, that kid in school is really nice and then somebody bullies him and you go, hold on a second. Ah, you yes. Pick, you pick on somebody your own size. Sure. He's such, I'm not saying he's an idiot or something or stupid or in, in, like he's incapable of defending himself. I get what you're saying. <clears throat> I'm just saying, uh, you got to throw around whatever, but you, when you talk to, uh, uh, like, anyway, what I was getting at though is, <clears throat> I believe. Mr. West is is saying stuff that he believes that he, he's saying the quiet part out loud because he just got out he just got out of all of his contracts without having to pay for it. He got out of all of his contracts for free. Uh, you know, uh, I you know, so I, if, Danny loves so, these conspiracy theories. No, but let me just add this. You said that he represents about two billion dollars to Adidas in value. Mm -hmm. He's thinking to himself. I'm going to lose half my business by taking it, by by taking it out of Adidas's hands. It's going to go and it's going to cut in half. But I'm not splitting it with them anymore. So now I'm going to get to keep a billion dollars a year, which I guarantee you he's not keeping right now, because Adidas owns all of his designs. Adidas owns all of this his stuff. Um, I love your theory. I you. do. I love your theory because it is actually. Like good conspiracy theories, there's little dabs of what can be truth in there, right? So I love your theory. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem. That theory relies on Kanye West, Mr. Ye, mm -hmm. yeah. being intelligent and being a person that came up with that scheme. So 
right? I'm not saying Mr. Ye isn't intelligent. I do believe he's intelligent. I believe he's a creative genius. I just believe that you have sometimes when you have genius, you also get cuckoo time. Like those go hand in hand a lot of times, <laughs> right? The Vincent Van Gogh and the yeah, yeah like yeah, okay. these aren't these people. When you get to a certain level of intelligence, um, you leave the realm of what's normal and what's like you leave that world. He has okay? definitely left that world, but but to and even be in way, here long enough to develop that plan, right. I, I don't think he can. I don't think his feet are that securely on the ground. <laughs> yeah, um, and also just to throw this in there. Um, he's also trying to start his own city, so that's cool. <laughs> I said, remember, I said, not you only article? his own city, but his own personally branded city. Like yeah. he wants everything in the town to be, yay, right, yay, all in, yay, right. all, like I, you know, like everything personally branded him. The he look, he, he he's his cheese done slid off his cracker okay that's right all there right he, he's no it's just not gonna happen i wish him the best and oh by the way just because he's not a billionaire anymore he's still worth about 400 million dollars a year so it's right. not like he's going to the poverty house tomorrow you're not gonna see no, him he's, at he's heb or the, the walmart you know he's not he's not going back to the south side of chicago yeah. he's gonna stay at his massive mansion in calabasas he's gonna be just fine he owns three quarters of Wyoming or something like that. Like he's, <laughs> this affects nothing. His life. Right. Yes. Yeah, so Kanye West, uh, this is from Rolling Stone, um, wants to build his own mini city called the Yako system or the Yiko system. Now I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, I bet you it's going to run him. off of, I love, I really do love this for him. Have we just turned into a girl gossip podcast because of that one phrase? <laughs> yes, we have. Um, <laughs> but it, I bet it, you. it so speaks to this event. Like, yes. it really does. I get the gossip. You're right. But it's perfect for the I love this for yeah. him because I would love if we if he even starts this, Danny, you and right. I are going to chronicle the steps of, <laughs> of ye nation. Right. The yeah. ecosystem. No, we're going to chronicle the steps of Yako system, Wyoming, <laughs> and that runs off of Dogecoin. Absolutely. You know it's running off of Dogecoin. He's going to fork Dogecoin into Yo into Yogecoin. Y-O-G, Yogecoin. Uh-huh. And, and let me tell you something. That's the only way in the future you're going to be able to buy the new <laughs> Yeezys is with Yogecoin. In the ecosystem. And you have to go to the Yako system <laughs> you, you to even buy it. You have to go to the Yako system to buy it. You and I will have a booth, a table, right outside the gates. And let me tell you something. What we have just described here is going to be the only business plan that Ye has ever put together. Will be <laughs> whatever nonsense we just defecated out of our mouths just in the last few minutes. He's listening right now and writing it down. He's just like, hey, yo, man. I could just Because he owns – like. I think like 10,000 acres of Wyoming. And hey, I'm just saying right now, his followers, like the people who are his customers, I'm going to say customers, mm -hmm. his followers makes it sound like he's running a cult. Um, his customers have a loyalty. And, you know, like there's a, there's a whole other algorithm of Twitter referred to as black Twitter. And mm -hmm. occasionally I like to, jump into black Twitter and just see what's going on in the, in that part of the world. And black Twitter was like, y'all supported him after he said, 
um, slavery was a choice and you kept buying Yeezys. So, like, what are you angry at? <laughs> like, that is a valid, that is also a valid point. When you yeah, talk to least- certain people, like, is is anybody surprised that he did this or said this? No, I'm not. No. So that's so that's the thing is like I'm not surprised that he believes. And there's people circulating pictures of him with a particular minister of a particular faith who has said exactly the same kind of things he's saying, which his the black community has uh, traditionally they haven't done any they haven't uh, publicly eschewed this individual for saying that stuff. Right. Well, again, and but it goes back person- to what I've always told you in business and on this right. podcast. You can think whatever you want to think in your head. It does not mean it needs to come out of your dumb, stupid mouth. Correct. He can believe all of this. And right. I have no doubt that maybe he does. But you Correct. have to be intelligent enough to not let it fall out your mouth. Right. You know, because uh, I was I was with a cousin of mine who's married to a, a person of a different ethnicity. And I made a crack about that person because he that person's an attorney for a big company mm-hmm. and they may or may not sell chemicals. And um, I said, you know, something, something, something in your free time, you're out poisoning a water table. I was making a joke. He, he, that, he was like, oh, is that because I work for such and such company? I was like, no, or no. He said, is that because I'm of this ethnicity? I was like, no, no, it's because of who you work for. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, is that a new stereotype I need to know about your people? Because if it is, I need to know that right now so that I can start using it tomorrow. I know. Because this whole time I I hadn't thought of that. So that is that is amazing. All right, Danny, what's up next? Oh, one of the one of the library ladies just told me that I'm talking too loud. I kind of want to open the door and be like, you realize there's nobody in here. There's six of you on staff, right? Oh, that's awesome. All right, Danny, what's up? What's next? So we got we got a couple of real estate stories for you now. Um, the first one is rent is going to remain ridiculous. Well, no duh. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Here look, over the pandemic, when even when uh housing costs were on the rise, right? That the cost of housing went right. on the rise and went crazy at every metropolitan major area across the nation, right? Correct. Yeah. Everywhere. All right. right. Um, which is crazy because even it went up even in places where people were leaving, like California and Florida and, you know what I mean? Stuff like this. But anyway, so as it was going through, what people didn't understand, and I tried to get people to understand during that process, is during that time when you had Zillow and you had Open Door and you had uh, all these different what they called iBuyer, right? All I'll give you. Out of business, I'll, they've all they've all gone out of business at this point, except for Open Door. Right. Um, right. But and uh, uh, what's the red one? Red Door or something like that. Anyway, point is they've all gone out of business because they were losing their shirts. Here's Redfin. I think you mean Redfin. Redfin right? Yeah. So Redfin's still around. So, but the point is, is they were all they were all backed by investors that essentially Red Rock, all of these, they wanted the property. They had no right. intention of selling your property. I they wanted BlackRock, BlackRock, but, yeah. Black Rock, but Blackstone, uh, yes, I'm sorry, Blackstone, BlackRock, yeah. all, all yeah. of them were backing these, buying these properties and buying from cash, and they didn't care if they were overpaying because they were being allowed to accumulate single-family properties at an alarming rate with no intention of ever selling them, 
right? Yeah. Their intention was just to rent them forever. Correct. Rent them out forever. So now you flip on the other side of this, and you have inflated prices where rents are also being inflated because they are not getting rid of the properties they acquired. So instead right. of it being turned over in the market, which is what it normally is on any given day, right? 90% okay. of things bought and sold are to an individual, right? right? That that rotation didn't happen for two and a half years. The majority right. of what was being bought on any given day was being bought by investors, right? right? By big investors, yeah. big time investors. So what ended up happening, what I, what I do find interesting is the most, and this is what I find funny about this is I always thought San Francisco was the most expensive city in the country to rent in. Apparently it is actually still New York City, which it blows my mind that that's the case. The reason it blows my mind is I, I just thought like that. I always, of course, New York's expensive. I just figured it was in the top 10 and that San Francisco was going to be always way more expensive, but they even got passed up. By $40 a month, Boston is now the most... Listen, wow. I don't know anybody who's moving to Boston. No, I, I know I, a handful of people from Boston. Right. None of whom live in Boston. I know a lot none of people of who, from Boston. Dallas, there's I, a whole community of people from Boston and Dallas. Right. Um, but yeah. But with I, the stupid hats with the B yes, on it. Yes, yes. Talking like idiots. Like, yes. hey, we're going to watch the Celtics. Nobody watches the <laughs> Nobody likes the Celtics, right? Right, right, right. They're all New England Patriots fans. They're all, you know yeah. what I mean, Red Sox fans. But, they, you know, um, I, I know a bunch of people from Boston, but I don't know anybody that lives in Boston. Like, no That's one. The, so the funny thing is I know so many people from Boston that do not live there and mm -hmm. refuse to go. Like, I also, and their parents don't live there. So, like, people my age, where it's like, yeah, I'm from Boston. It's like, oh, you're going back for Christmas to visit your family. No, no, my family doesn't live there. They live in Florida. Like <laughs> no, no, I ain't going back to Boston. I, yeah. No. They, like normal people, their parents have moved to Florida. So they're right. like, so, so here are the most expensive cities to rent in in America right now. New York City's number one. Mm -hmm. Good for you guys. Um, stupid place to live. More rats than people, and your rent's expensive. Well, and that's always been a cliche. Right. That I mean, a shoebox, right, yeah. for, for thousands of dollars a month in rent. There's right? on TikTok, if you go on TikTok and if you go on uh, Instagram Reels, there's a guy who walks around New York City saying, How much do you pay for an apartment in New York City? And then someone's like, I pay $1,300 a month. And they're like, Wow, that's so cheap. And that person who's five foot 10 can push them hands up against the yes. wall and get their yeah yeah um and they share a bathroom so it's a dorm they're paying they're paying eleven hundred dollars one hundred percent not only um, a dorm but a dorm that's a hundred years old correct <clears throat> and then um uh, San Francisco's number three San Jose California okay right no no, no. back up San Francisco yeah. and if you've been to San Francisco in the last three years like I have okay. it is a garbage city. There was a time and a place that San Francisco was a beautiful city, right? Now, absolutely horrifying to drive around. I'm just telling you now. It yeah. is not in me from a guy that's from Texas and driven all over Texas, right? right. Including yeah. hi, including hills and, and even yeah. in West Texas, the mountainness and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I cannot drive in San Francisco. It, is, it is horrifying because... If you're standing at one stop sign and the other stop sign that's across the street, you can't see the street because it falls yeah. off like this. And yeah. I'm just supposed to drive straight to that street, hoping that it yeah. exists. It is yeah. not in me. However, 
But if you've been to San Francisco in the last three or four years, you know that the homeless population of San Francisco has gotten so out of hand. There is literally crap on the streets everywhere. There are homeless uh, people, yeah. not just homeless people, but crazy homeless people yeah. well, everywhere. I, some of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube when I'm having a rough day is videos of people who are in San Francisco and they're talking about they're just, you know, progress. You know who I mean? It's a progressive yes. white Karen woman, and there's a guy, um, and he might be um, pleasuring himself <laughs> with. This is an actual video that I, I it was blurred out, so you can't really see anything. Right, right, right. I get it. But um, he may may or not have inserted something somewhere. Sure, it might be the handle of a bicycle. So I got a lot of questions. Um, that part of my body is a one-way street, but you know that's neither here nor there. No Whatever. Judgments. But you're out in a public street, and the lady's like, "Hey, man, there's you're next to a park. Could you not <laughs> yeah. do that in front of the kids?" Very polite. Sure. The guy just yells at her, and I go, "There's something about you, like you supported stupid stuff. You played a stupid game. You won stupid prizes, mm-hmm. and I'm here to tell you, I wish that didn't happen to you." But you kind of deserve it. And there was a guy um, who's an immigrant from Africa who said, the only place I've walked around and seen this much human feces on the ground is San Francisco, California, in the United States. And he's like, I'm from Africa. We don't have toilets. In my village, we don't have toilets. But I've seen human feces on the ground in San Francisco. So that's the part that is surprising to me, that it's the number three most expensive with yes. that kind of environment. And I'm not right. talking about like like for example San Diego has some yeah. really rough parts of San Diego. But right. two streets over, absolutely gorgeous, right? Sure. And it's just just but that's all of San Francisco right now and has been for the last several years and they don't have a plan to fix it, right? So how yeah. can that be one of the most expensive, expensive. sought after places to right. live? Right. And the other thing too is that I find funny it's um, maybe five or six years ago, Peter Thiel wrote this long public letter saying San Francisco's turned into a cesspool and blah, blah, blah. So I'm moving out of San Francisco. And you expect him to go, I'm moving to Florida. I'm moving to Austin. I'm moving to Miami. He goes, I'm moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> what? They invented it, brother. San Francisco imported it. Los Angeles. All right. So So who else is on the list? So number four, we left off with San Jose, California. Mm -hmm. This is the one. This is this surprised me, but it doesn't surprise me. Miami. Okay. Mm. Because the reason rent is expensive in Miami is not because of Floridians. It's because of New Yorkers San Franciscans, Angelinos, Chicagoans, all of these people who are like, oh, I'm going to move to Florida. And then they get hit with one hurricane and they're like, I'm going to leave out of Florida. <laughs> now, and, does uh, this rent take into account short-term rentals? Are they lumping so. short-term rentals no, in with long-term? So. I think it's just long-term. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because even in a place like Florida, Miami, you have a lot of people have their second homes, but right. doesn't necessarily mean that they rent them out at all. Does right. that, you know what I mean? Um, so it, it if it accounted for that, that kind of would make sense to me, even though exactly. I wouldn't own a house anywhere in Florida. That's a no from me as an investor. Um, but yeah. I know even a lot of people Florida's, that do. Even though Florida's laws are pro 
landlord or housing yes, provider. Of course, which is the preferred term now. <clears throat> um, dude, squatters' rights in Texas kick in at thirty in thirty-one days, if I'm correct. Yeah, but they're not in anywhere cl- near squatters' rights in any uh, most other states. That's fine, but in Florida, it takes seven years. You have to invade you somebody. Go. You have to live in somebody's trailer for seven years before the state says you have any right <laughs> to maybe be there. Yeah, but, you but your to, your you house is in be. Florida, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> where your homeowner's insurance can be more expensive than your mortgage. That's if you can get it right. Like right, like but unless you live in Pensacola next to the Florida Georgia line. Yeah. So anyway, so who else <clears throat> no. is on the list? We'll round out the top ten. So, of course, San Diego comes in after Miami. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Los Angeles makes a lot of sense to me. I'm surprised it's not number four mm-hmm. behind San Francisco or San Jose. Um, Washington, D.C. I don't know anybody that actually lives there. Like- um, we went this past summer. Right, Jen and I took we- the boys for three weeks. Um, you know, to do all the Washington DC stuff that you do, um, and gorgeous, by the way, the, 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 what is not the state, but the, the district District of of Washington DC is gorgeous. Well kept. They spent a lot of money keeping monuments clean and, and every gorgeous. Um, and, but there are a crap ton of people and they walk everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Let me make something very clear. I moved to Texas. I had no problem surviving the humidity and the heat. I don't care. When people come there and complain, I don't get it. What's wrong with you? I went to Washington, D.C. once in my life in July. I have not experienced terror of that nature. The humidity, you're just soaking wet. And then you're walking everywhere. And then everything is $18 million. I remember we walked into a Burger King that had two floors. Mm-hmm. I think a chicken nuggets was 20 bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy expensive. And the only reason we sat there and everybody bought like a little thing was because it was the only place that we could find air conditioning. That is also true. That is also true. Most of the places downtown, like close to the Capitol and stuff like that, don't have air conditioning because they're as old as the Capitol is, right? Or whatever. Yeah. But the entire district, all the houses are that way too. You know what I mean? That's one thing I noticed when I was out there in January of 2021 um, on the 6th. That was, there was no AC anywhere, but it was January, so it was fine. Um, I'm kidding. Danny was not there. No, I was not. Nor would I. I have nothing to do with what Danny says is Danny's responsible for, not Market Fire Pod, not the big man, nada. Right. I'm joking, obviously. I would not book it. I I don't go. It doesn't matter what the subject is politically. I ain't protesting. Well, Danny doesn't care enough to leave his house for pretty much anything except for food. Um, The, the, you know, the, the love of a of, a, of yeah. a particular female or you know what i mean like particular brand of female <laughs> if yeah. it's not food or mating danny's out like danny's <laughs> danny's out that is not true i go see my chiropractor every once in a while i leave the house to do this podcast i leave this house to do my other podcast uh, you know there you go there you go anyway <clears throat> yeah and then oakland california by the way i don't know anybody who i don't mm-hmm. get oakland i don't understand why anybody mm. would live there. It's a weird place to choose to live. Plant, paying a know. lot of money to do it. See, that's the part that I, I can never get over with any of these lists I ever see is who's paying 
top 10 in the country to live right. there. People, listen to me, okay? I want you to understand something. You can pack your shit at any time right. and get out of Dodge, as they say. Right. Okay? Yeah. Pack your shit. I, yeah, the only thing I will tell you is companies like U-Haul, Ryder, all of them, going from California to New York, like if you're going one way mm -hmm. to Texas or Florida, the rates are outrageous. Then sell your shit. Bring right. all that can fit in your car, right? Yeah. Sell your crap because guess what? You can go to a thrift store in any city and yeah, find more correct. crap, okay? Correct. So pack what you need your keepsakes and what you need, your clothes, and get out of Dodge. You do not have to stay in these overpriced places. And and something else I just want to add here too is um, I was listening to a Bigger Pockets podcast, which is about real estate investing. And one of the, um, it was about a guy who runs these massive storage facilities and he's an investor in storage units. And he goes, the average storage customer that we have spends um, they will spend with us two to four thousand dollars to store roughly two hundred dollars worth of stuff, and he says, "Doesn't matter. We can't convince anybody." Like he's like, mm -hmm. he's like, I'm not. And he's like, it's always people of lower economic status who are doing this. It's never people who are like, oh, I'm storing gold bars at the. Of course the, not. Yeah. So, because I remember I went to one of my buddy's storage places. I was like, dude, you have like an eight year old mattress. Like, what do you? Like get rid of the mattress. Who cares? Just get rid of it. Like you don't. You can just go buy a new mattress when it's a mattress. So just <laughs> exactly. buy a new one. Exactly. Like, why are you keeping an old mattress? Like I don't. So I, like, I don't get it. It's well, and I do. It's fear, right? It's fear of moving to a new place, getting a new job, finding a new. But again, we live in 2022. If you do any kind of tech job, I deal with people. Every day, I have realtors that deal with people every day that are moving back home to places because their their companies and their jobs have gone full remote. So they're yeah. like, why am I living blah, blah, blah when I can live at blah, 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 right? right. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of stuff. Just, just, just pack your shit and go to somewhere that's cheaper. There are right. jobs there. There are jobs all over. Just, just right. And this is a perfect time to do it. Remote right. work I is on. Listen, I'm moving right now to an area of Texas that is that 10 years ago would be considered more or less rural. Is that fair? Like Absolutely. 100%. Okay. 40 bucks a month for gigabit internet from Spectrum. Mm -hmm. Don't say the city, but I'm just saying like yeah. 10 years ago, this is a rural place where you're going to have to throw a satellite outside right. to barely get enough connection to get a picture to load. Right. But they got gigabit ethernet. Mm -hmm. for 40 bucks a month yep. with a two-year rate lock i mean exactly uh, and by the way the reason my family is moving here is because like you know everybody can work from home right so, if you're <clears throat> if you're unhappy just get out of dodge just so like one of my, my one of my parents was gonna retire but then they told their job that they were leaving and their job's like you don't have to retire if you don't want to we need to keep you they're like there's 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 maybe two people in the country that can do this job, so we need you to stay. And my parent was like, "Yeah, fine, of course." Actually, keep work because they're like, the thing that bothered a lot of people. I'll say my parents in particular about going to work. What it turns out, it wasn't their job that they hated, right? It was the getting up early in the morning. Mm -hmm. I got to get dressed, then I got to sit in the car for forty five minutes to an hour. 
and I got to park in a parking ramp and I got to walk by inevitably in downtown Minneapolis, you're walking by a mentally unwell person Mm -hmm. who is either going to take drugs later today is currently taking drugs or is withdrawing from drugs. There's only three options I've ever seen in Minneapolis. Um, And then you have to do it all over again. And, you know, I think one of my mom or dad sat down and calculated. It's like, I've spent the equivalent of one year of my life doing this nonsense mm-hmm. and I can just sit at home and do it. And it's like, I am getting as much as I need to get done. And this the commute to me. And again, this makes me, Danny thinks makes me a socialist, but I'm sorry. If you get paid hourly, as far as I'm concerned, they should pay you to commute to work. I'm sorry. Sitting in traffic, an eight hour work day. Right. You're not, you're not hours. working. It's 10 hours easy, especially right. in a place like Austin or Dallas or, you know what I mean? These bigger cities, right. your commute isn't, is easily sitting in traffic 30 to an hour one way. So hey, it's a 10 know, hour work day. So I know somebody who moved from uh, New Jersey to Dallas because they are the DFW area. Mm-hmm. And they said, not just, uh, I would pre- like the, the amount of time they would spend in the car driving into the city to go to work Mm -hmm. and then the amount of time or the amount of money they would spend not in gas in tolls Mm -hmm. and in parking like it and they can work from home i presume or they like they went and found a house that was a 10 minute commute like that was his rule like i have to i don't know if that was his rule i'm assuming 10 minutes away from his office i get in the car and i'm there in 10 minutes probably doesn't pay any toll roads and even if you do pay tolls Paying a Texas toll is like forty cents every time you pass. Of course, through, yeah. Versus a New York toll could be ten to twenty bucks every time you bang it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know people who live out there who, are like, no, no, our whole family will get in the car to go from Staten Island to go to wherever we want for groceries because it's thirty bucks every time. So, the official so, opinion of Market Fire Podcast is yes. two things: if you're paying right. high rent in one of these top ten cities. Pack your shit and get out. <laughs> also, that's actually not the official. And two, get um, a job yeah. where you can work remote and yeah. go wherever you want to be. So I'm just saying, though, let's just qualify what you just said. That is actually not an opinion of the Market Fire podcast. Here is the official opinion. If you're paying too much in rent, it's your own dang fault. Don't come over here and start screwing up our economy. Okay? Don't start- Texas is full. We got no room for you. Okay? <laughs> Don't and here's the other thing: if you move to Texas, they're going to make you show your ID to vote. You're not just allowed to come in and vote. You got to <laughs> register and show your ID. That's racism. So if you move here, it's probably because you're a racist. I'm just saying. No, okay. stop it, Danny. Anybody, everybody's welcome in Texas. It's the way that's we treat people. Okay, no. that's just Danny's feelings. All right. No, me and every other, and I wouldn't use the word right winger, but me and every other person who doesn't like lefties. We're moving in and we're not letting the rest of you come here. And the local Texans are like, you know, we used to be a blue state. You better shut your mouth. All right. <laughs> yeah, there was Ann Richards and, you yeah, know, no. all the other we're people turning, before her. We're turning this into a in, into a libertarian paradise. And you're going to shut your mouth and you're going to love it. <laughs> because unlike unlike your California friends that are moving here, we like your brisket. We mm-hmm. like your trucks. OK, we like your other accoutrements of texas living okay we like that stuff yeah anyways let's move on to this next story of another most ridiculous thing in real estate a (laughs) it's in the hamptons so i uh, appreciate this a lot it's a 150 million dollar home the most expensive home ever to be sold in the hamptons has been on and off the market since 2016 so how long is that five years six years 
Uh, well, six years. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, and it's called. And here's the thing I love about these massive properties. They get branding now. Remember of course. We did a, we, we did a st- story in February, I think, of the one. Yes. The one Los Angeles. The one that it's going to cost more to buy, renovate than it is to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's it took 10 years to build it. So they're going to have to like you have to. It's like when, um, you know, they were talking about uh, in 2001 in after September 11th of like how like the guy who washed the windows of the Twin Towers here's what he did. He would just start at the bottom, go to, or he would start at the top, go to the bottom. And then by the time he got to the bottom, he just had to start over again. <laughs> like, cause there's just that many windows. Right. So it's like he had to, you know, like with this, with any of these houses. Um, but what I like about this particular one is you're going to buy Ladoon. 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 This has to end. We're okay? probably pronouncing it wrong. It's probably like Ladune or, yeah, you whatever. Know. You cannot brand houses. They're just houses. No, you can. Obviously, you can. I mean, uh, I I don't get it, but you can. I No, hold on. I hate it, though. I'm just saying I hate it. Please stop this madness. It's a house. So um, here's what I will say. The only exception to this rule is a ranch. You're allowed to name a ranch. That is Texas history. We've been doing Mm -hmm. it for for hundreds of years. Um, so naming ranches is perfectly fine. And they are appropriating, when people brand a home, they are appropriating Texas culture. Okay? <laughs> Stop it. You can appropriate Texas culture. None of us Texans give a crap. Okay? We don't care. Look, uh, it's a $150,000 house in the Hamptons, right? I Look, yeah. it's the, the, there's two houses on it. One of them was built over 100 years ago. The other one was built 20 years ago-ish, right? It's four acres in the Hamptons. Here's the thing about all of these how the $150 million houses and these that, that everybody goes, well, you know, well, this house is, you know, uh, $150 million, $100 million, $50 million or whatever. Look, these are all high-end products, right? And then on any given day, they're very cyclical, meaning people buy these houses are typically buying these houses for... Uh, not namesake, but for show, right? I want to buy a house in the Hamptons. I'm a multi-billionaire. I'm Jeff Bezos. I'm Elon Musk. I'm, you know what I mean? So I'm buying a house in the Hamptons, and I'm buying the most expensive one there. That's why somebody buys a $150 million house. Not because, hey, I want to move to the Hamptons, and what house fits my purposes? Oh, the most expensive $150 million one. That's the one. No, the person that buys this house and most of these big houses like this aren't right. moving in to live in them 12 months out no. of the year. They're moving because they want a house in the Hamptons, and this is the one that's the nicest or and or available, right? Yeah, and um, one of my favorite comedians, Tim Dillon, uh, bought a house in the Hamptons, and I love that for him. I really do. I love that he's the type of comedian. He like The reason I, he resonates, and if there was ever somebody in um, media that represented me it, it's not aziz and sorry right it's it's tim Dillon, right um for he's a chubby guy but yeah. he likes real estate he's he's, he's a reverent he's, he's but the, no yeah. the other thing i like is you know his merchandise brand is called the fake business and on his podcast one of the most famous clips he calls up a real estate agent and pretends to be interested in a piece of commercial property 
as a real estate agent. <laughs> of course he does. You know yeah. what I mean? Of course he does. So uh, that, that's why I like that dude a lot. But um, um, but normal people that... don't buy these houses, right? No. These are people but... with exorbitant amounts of money, and they buy them for stature. They buy them for it's a status symbol. It's a status symbol, but it's a, it's yeah. also. Uh, people like that, Elon Musk and whatever, they buy them for um, convenience, right? Well, Elon's a bad example because he doesn't own a house technically. But I know what you mean. It's billionaires that usually buy Yeah, these but billionaires, them. they buy these multi-million dollar mansions because of convenience as well. They want to live in Austin or they're going to be in Austin part of the year for business. They mm -hmm. don't want their living to diminish no matter where they have to be. So right. if I'm going to be in the Hamptons... I, you know, I want to own a home in the Hamptons. If I'm going to be in Austin, I want to own a home in Austin that keeps my level of living uh, the same. Right. I was reading a Reddit thread where a guy's like, what's the weirdest thing that like poor people would never know about rich people? And he's like, and the one of the answers was, I used to be a um, uh, someone's assistant for a multi-millionaire. Multi mm -hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds true. Like, he's like, we have a team of house staff and it's literally like we split the team in two and they're going from, you know, they're going from their LA house to their, to their Austin mm -hmm. house. And there's a advanced team. So it's literally like the president of the United States, the advanced team gets down there. They set everything up. They make sure all of their favorite clothing items, all of their pictures are there. And it's like they're rent, like there's a basketball player who talked about how, um, Prince rented his house and he went over there when Prince had like was renting the house, Prince the mm -hmm. artist. And he's like, he had changed the, the color. He put up a bunch of statues mm -hmm. like in the ground, lion statues. Yep. And he goes, a year later, I moved back to the other team and I go back to the house and it's exactly like the way when I gave it to him. Like they changed everything back. And this is in the mm -hmm. 90s. So it's not like you can just take a digital camera or take your phone and take pictures. No, somebody's remember, in charge of it. That's their job. Somebody's making $150,000 a year mm -hmm. working for a billionaire, which is when, when people are like, billionaires don't create jobs. Just their domestic staff is creating 100 jobs. Well, just their domestic staff. And it's not even – look, a lot of these people – especially these bigger properties like this, like obviously there's a lawn maintenance that is just like the window washer you were talking about. There's somebody mm -hmm. that their entire business is taking care of this lawn, right? right. Because it's yep. four acres, bushes, hedges, right? right. All the things that go Very into keeping manicured. the lawn manicured yeah. or whatever. Somebody's getting paid just for this job because it takes that much, right? With right. Daily. It takes daily, like a groundskeeper right, right. on a golf course, right? Correct. Um, and so this person, so a lot of them don't need, a lot of these billionaires don't even have transition staff. They have staff at every property. I learned this a couple of years ago. Me and a buddy of mine went to Florida, which if you don't, uh, uh, Jacksonville, if you yeah. don't know, if you are ever interested in yachts, Jacksonville and Miami actually host the biggest yacht annual yachting event in the world yeah. right and we were out there because he was interested in looking at yachts and what i didn't realize about owning a yacht and that in itself is an insane thing right yeah. i mean because you're talking even low-end yachts like the smaller what's considered yachts you're talking yeah. ballpark use like resale market 20 million dollars right that's on the bottom that's on the bottom no, right 
Um, now, so, but even once you buy the yacht, obviously you it has to sit somewhere, and you are required to pay a staff yeah. to maintain that yacht right right so you have a yacht staff that you pay whether you're on the yacht or not so that when you are ready and go okay hey i'm gonna be there in two weeks i want to take the yacht we're gonna be gone for three weeks here we're going or whatever and those people and most of these people that run this thing i met a lot of these people that run these yachts and stuff like that they're like couples or families and it's where they live right they live on the yacht yeah they get paid Right, a captain of a yacht makes a hundred and fifty million, a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. They right. live on the yacht, right? They, right. you know, um, and then you have your cooks, and you so you pay a crew for your yacht. It's a million dollars. It essentially is what we figured out. It's a million dollars a year just to maintain a yacht that you own. Yeah, if if you had asked me five years ago. You know, you hit a billion dollars in the lottery. Are you buying a yacht? Are you buying a plane? Are you buying this? Are you buying that? Heck no. I don't want any of that stuff. I might want to rent a yacht. I might want to rent an airplane, but I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. I'm not buying it. But when you start to realize that for billionaires, they're not buying any of this stuff necessarily for personal use. My my belief is anyway, they're buying it because it's a it's a it's a sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Their business owns the yacht. Their trust owns the yacht, mm-hmm. and it loses so much money that it it helps mm-hmm. them avoid uh, paying some taxes. Right. And and, it, and here's the thing: I still don't want a yacht to own a yacht. I, I might want to go on one. I still don't want an airplane. But if you tell me I got to give the money to Uncle Sam or own an airplane, oh, I'm buying an airplane. They are I'm way nicer than you can ever imagine. Let me tell no, you. I know they like, are. they are I'm way, not... as far as you think, okay, it's just a big boat. It's no, just no. a big, I... no, it's it's an apartment building on yes, the ocean. The it is. Yeah. And when I say apartment building, I'm talking, I'm not talking about some cruise ship you went on. No. I'm talking about the bedrooms are as big of any house you've ever lived in the tvs are just as big as every house you've ever lived in like that they live when they go with these people that buy yachts live like they would live in new york they would live in austin they don't sacrifice nothing just because they're on the water no 100 percent. i completely agree with that and then another thing i wanted to say about this was you know there's um there's grant cardone who is a real estate investor and a guy who's kind of whatever um He's uh, he's all over the internet talking about business and stuff, and he and I agreed with this sentiment. Was like he's like, dude, single family homes are not for people; they're for banks. And um, I That's agree with that one thing. sentiment. No, yeah, you should. That's okay. awful. But I do. And um, what's interesting is he's like, dude, I don't own a home, and he's been saying this for five or six years. He's like, I don't own a single family home. He's like, dude, I own I own I own commercial property, or he, he uses the phrase control because. Legally speaking, he doesn't own it, right? Right. But um, he also says, like, he doesn't own anything that doesn't make him money. Yeah, and whatever. he doesn't, you know, like, he says these crazy well, things fine. and good for him. But, but he was going around buying up in t- last year in 2021. He went out and bought a place out in Malibu, California. Mm-hmm. And then he bought, a, he bought a pretty pricey mansion in Miami. And he started making the argument and somebody called him on it. Like one of these interviews he's doing, sure. somebody goes, Hey, you bought this house, you bought that house. And he goes, yeah. If a billionaire wants one of 10 houses on Billionaire Row in Malibu, 
there's only 10 of them. And the other nine guys, they ain't selling. Me? I got a price. And he's like, same thing with Miami. All these billionaires out of New York leaving New York for New York reasons. So Well, and he know. can make that statement and, and people may believe him. And maybe in his mind he believes that. But at the end of the day, when you make a certain amount of money, Right. Once you, when, when you certain look, there should be time in your life. You should spend your life educating yourself and there should be a time in your life where you become pretty comfortable. And then you get to that next level where you're really comfortable. And when you right. get to that really comfortable stage, you should be able to have certain things because right. they no longer I had a, a mentor of mine that would say I needed to be a nickel. And the story behind it was is is. Right now, if I asked you and I told you, hey, you can buy this multi-million dollar mansion right now. You, Danny, can buy this mm -hmm. and all it's going to cost you is five cents. Well, guess right. what? That's what it feels like when Jeff Bezos buys a house. It's a nickel, yeah. right? Yeah, it matter, so it? it became his mantra of when he came across something, he wanted it to feel like it was a nickel. Right. Whether And it was the yeah. same guy I was looking at the yachts with, right, or whatever. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it became a nickel is when it, you know, that was his lifelong business conquering. Yeah. Like his mantra yeah. was, it needs to be a nickel. I want to, I want everything that I do that makes me happy to feel like it's just a nickel. Nobody right. cares, right? Who cares about a nickel, right? right? And that should be everybody's lifelong job. And when you get to that point, somebody like Grant Cardone goes, well, he can say, well, there's only 10 of them and somebody will buy it for me and I'll sell it to him because, right, whatever. But Guess what? He likes living in that house. He chose it for a reason, right? He's not really? living in a rental property that he rents from himself in South Detroit. That it's not the way right. he's living, no, right? No. And it's because when you get to a, there's a certain amount of hustle that gets you to where a certain status, right. and then right. that status comes with all the things that you want. And let me tell you something about Grant Cardone's business, which I think is fantastic. Well, not fantastic. I just think it's fascinating. Is it? They're a syndicated fund. So other people give him money. He goes and gets a loan with those people's money to buy a property <laughs> that he yeah. now gets 1% for having just put the deal together. That's really all they, yeah. right? And then they take a, the, the fund takes another percent to pay a management company. So <laughs> And then the management company is his management company. So he gets a kickback from that. The bank right. and the lenders that are using probably give him or slash his company kickbacks from the original of the loan, the origination right. of the loan. Because he, right. he, he's a credit card. He's making money from everyone. Now, here's how I look. I, I'm not hating on his business model. I'm just saying that's what it is. And I think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. he, it's literally two people shaking hands and he just has his hand on top of the, you know. <laughs> and give me this money. Yeah, exactly. And this money. It's, it's it's two people where he's just like, hey, Dave, meet Mike. Mike, meet Dave. Now both of you put your money in my pocket. Right? <laughs> and again, good for him. I, I'm a capitalist. Good for him. Hey, if he hey, can listen, do it, and and they're both, both sides, willing to pay him, and they're both happy. By the exactly. way, exactly. So that's the thing. Both sides are all sides of his transaction. They're not doing it out of like they're forced to do it. They're doing it because they want to do it mm -hmm. because they see value in it. Well, now, he's made something it. easier. That's what they're paying him for. Sure. He's made something simpler. Right. And he's in syndicated funds, as a general rule, help people access better real estate investments or easier, I should say easier real estate investments. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're you and me and you go, geez, I got to take 10 grand. 
I got to find a house. I got to flip it. I got, I got to repair it. And then I got to, and then I got to put renters in it. Then I got to manage it. Or I can take my 10 grand if I'm worth a certain amount of money. And a lot of funds have a, you know, you have to be a, um, uh, they have asset minimums and stuff like that. Yeah. Some of them do, some of them don't, but it's fascinating because I know a friend of mine has a fund where you don't have those kind of, and they have, they have different Mm -hmm. rules. They're all governed by, um, but they bring in this opportunity to you where if I took my 10 grand, I can't get the kind of. Oh, deal that a Grant Cordone or any of these other people. No. And that, that's actually why some of those funds have those minimums in there and you can say what you want to say. But it's 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 like a poor people tax. It's like a it's yeah. we don't want certain. We only want people that have this amount of money. And listen, there's a there's an old there's an old adage in business. You can there's always two groups of people that are always going to exist: poor people and wealthy people. And if you pick a business where all you do is cater to wealthy people, you're going to have less problems because the the kind of stuff that bothers them because it's just a nickel to them, like you were saying, right? right? So if you pick a if you pick the kind of business, let's say you want to start a car dealership, you can sell you can make lots of money selling crappy cars to poor people, and you're gonna have a one star Google review even though you bend over backwards to help these people, but they're gonna be like you sold me a three hundred thousand mile car and it broke after I drove it for two years, and it's like, mm-hmm. or you can go start a Rolls Royce dealership. They're never gonna drive their car. It's always gonna be in for service. You're gonna make money left and right, and they don't care. Yep. The car, the 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 freaking Rolls Royce Phantom can never run. They and it's like they don't even know what's going on because they have a driver and then they have a garage manager and the garage manager tells the driver to take the Rolls Royce in for service. So all he does is he calls up the dealership and they send out a truck and you don't know what the heck's going on. Right. And Rolls Royce gives you another Rolls Royce to get driven around in, so you don't care. So you don't know what's going on. And then you're like, why am I dealing? And it's like how was your service? Give us five stars. And the guy's like, I don't know what's going on. Like someone was, uh, I was listening to a podcast and they're like, they were out with Jeff and someone else was saying we Mm -hmm. were all out to dinner and Jeff Bezos didn't have a wallet with him. Like he paid for the dinner that like, I don't know what happens. Like does the French laundry just send an invoice to his office or something? (laughs) Well, if you're Jeff Bezos, I'm sure his, even though he doesn't have a wallet, his assistant's assistant has a wallet. But they're like, there was no assistant in sight, but somehow one of his assistants like popped out of a bush somewhere, like Homer Simpson meme. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, we'll take care of that. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, again, when you're, when, and this is true of the same guy I was just talking about, right? Like yeah. he'll go to a place and forget his wallet and whether it's the restaurant that facilitates it, and I've seen this with him in places yeah. where they're like, Mr. So-and-so, would you like us to call your office and we'll take, you know what I mean? And yeah. they, the restaurant makes that phone call and facilitates the payment or yeah. we'll catch you on the next time you come in or right. like, it's never a problem when it right. comes to certain, you know what I mean? Because they know they, especially in areas where those people frequent. Right, yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. there. They're not, right, they're not worried about it. Yeah. They're not worried about it. All right, Dan. Before we wrap this up, I want to get you. We kind of missed this story last week, so I want to bring it up now because I okay. think it's a great story. Is um, so, so let me paint you a picture, Danny. Oh no, it's late at night. You're on your way home, right? It's been a long day, mm. right? You're you're winding down. 
but you look down and your car is just almost out of gas, right? You've eaten dinner hours ago, so you're like, you know what? I'm going to stop in. I'm going to get gas. I'm going to go in to my good old local Circle K. I'm going to get gas. I'm going to get me a hot dog off the roller. I'm going to get me a bag of chips. Talk about getting gas. Hi-yo. <laughs> Pew, 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 pew. I'm going to roll, I'm going to grab you a hot dog. And then yeah. starting in 2023 in Florida, in Canada, and probably in a couple of other places, guess what, Danny? Guess what you can also pick up after your long day with your hot dog and your bag of chips yeah. and your gas? What is it, Danny? You know what it is. You can get a cannabis joy. You can. You can. Cannabis, <laughs> cannabis, um, edibles, certain things like this that are legal in certain places. Canada right. has now partnered, or Circle K, I'm sorry, has now yeah. partnered with a couple of different, you know, growers and creators right. of certain cannabis products that will be selling them in their Circle K gas station locations. I love it, dude. I love it. Um is Circle K? Yeah, okay, it is American. I thought. It was, mm -hmm. Did you know? Do you know where Circle K was founded? I do not. I, I remember having them around when I was younger, up in Dallas. Yeah. We had them in Dallas. I don't know yeah. of any here in Austin, in the Austin right. area, but no, we definitely had them in Dallas. No, there's a Circle K off of Parmer. Um, I forgot the cross street. I think it's Anderson Mill, maybe. Um, there's a Circle K over there. The reason I know that is I always make the joke about Indian gas station owners, and people are like. That's a stereotype. And then I'm like, no, I'm talking about five places I, like near my house. Right. But anyways, El Paso, Texas. Really? Yeah. Well, good for them. But I, look, this is a partnership that you're – look, you're going to see this coming up. I mean, I know there's several states this yeah, fall that there's several states on the ballot. Is, you know, the, the thing that's surprising me is Florida legalized? Well, Florida legalized, and then um, you have, of course, not a political show, but last week, Biden came out and, and of course, decriminalized simple marijuana from a federal perspective, also right. pushed it down to states to say, hey, let's do this, also told the FDA, which is the one that currently has it as a Schedule One narcotic, yeah. um, also pushed the FDA to re-examine whether it should continue to be a Schedule One narcotic, because that's really how you get it right. decriminalized, is you get the FDA to like, take it out of the I, Schedule One. So, like, there's the there's the stuff that the two thousand the twenty eighteen Farm Bill legalized a bunch of mm -hmm. stuff, and um, I've had back pain for a long time, and so I started taking some of the fully fifty state legal stuff, mm -hmm. and then my back start, stopped hurting, and then I started sleeping great. So um, I think this is great. <laughs> you um, bring it on, huh? You think bring oh, it is not legal in Texas. So no. of course I don't know anyone that would use this in Texas. Of course not. You're not going to find it in Circle Texas. K in Texas. No Texans no. use any kind of cannabis of any kind no. of, of what variety. It's completely illegal. And right. if you if you want to get turned up in Texas, you do it the proper proper way with cough syrup. <laughs> At least, that's, at least that's how you do it in Houston. Or you so, take your yeah. happy ass to Colorado. Either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So, but 
Yeah. Which is funny because if you if you leave Texas, I do a lot of traveling. I've got kids, wife. We take a bunch of vacations every year. I do a lot of traveling, and sometimes we drive if it's anywhere near because the boys like to drive right to these different places. Um, they really prefer it over flying, which is crazy to me. I like to just be there, but whatever. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Some people care about the journey. Those people are weird. I'm all about the destination. Me too. I want to be there as quickly as possible. My wife and kids love to jump in the car with the dog, hit the road for days on end. It's just their thing. Anyway, yeah. but if you're driving outside of Texas, it's really funny because these different states legalizing it in different ways. It's funny. As soon as you cross a state line, you start seeing those, which is funny to me because everybody knows the Red Cross symbol, right? Yes. Well, in every state that I know of, they have yeah. taken that Red Cross symbol and just made yeah. it green. And that yeah. is now the universal symbol for... We got the goods. We got the goods, right? Yeah. The first time I saw it, I, we were, I think we were driving into Colorado. And the first yeah. time I saw it, it looked like a medical billboard. That's the point, yeah. And I thought, but it had a green one. And I'm like, does, does Colorado have medical signs different? Than yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah. else, like, yeah, because again, because in Texas you'll see signs like hospital. It's a blue sign, right? Um, yeah, and that's a. Uh, it's just like, hey, Willie Nelson here. Yeah, exactly. Nelson it yeah. took me several of those signs, several <laughs> of seeing, because yeah. we would you would see a sign and then you would come across like an exit or you would see the building which is yeah. typically also green, painted green, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, that does not look like a medical center to me. <laughs> And then it took it me several of them to go, oh, yeah. Yeah. I had this phenomenon. I was in Portland not too long ago, and they also went that route. And I was I was there, and I was looking at all these places. And I was whoever I was with was like, yeah, my mom used to get migraines, and we just started kind of slipping her some of this stuff. Like, <laughs> she started feeling better, and then we just told her what we were doing. And then she was fine with it because he's like, well, if it helps. Because, you know, older people have perceptions of what this oh, stuff is. Well, of course, and that's what it all is. So, Hey, listen, I have never consumed the the the, the non-legal stuff that is trying to be legalized. I've never consumed it before. I've only taken the, the 2018 Farm Bill post that legal stuff. and uh, I won't I make like that it. claim. But what? I won't make that claim. But... Well, I've, I'm, but here's what I will tell you. I have stopped consuming alcohol, period. Because... If me and my buddies are going to go sit around a campfire, I don't want to have a brewski because the next day I'm going to be dragging. But if I pop a couple of gummies, we can all go to Pluto. Okay. <laughs> we can all go to Pluto. And you feel just fine the next day. You do. You do. No, I don't feel fine the next day. I feel better than fine. I wake up. I go hit the, I, I go hit the speed bag for 100 rounds. I go for a jog. All right. I start doing push-ups. I mean, eggs instead of pancakes. I feel great. <laughs> I think that's the future and business opportunity. Believe that's me, right. business opportunity. But I think Absolutely. that's all we got this week, right, Danny? Or just, until Friday? I do end, no, yeah. So I do want to end on one thing. We're we're head, you know, we're heading with a spooky day on Sunday. And I just wanted to say this. I think we should replace Halloween. We have enough days here to do it still with the purge. <laughs> No, no, we shouldn't. And if you're worried about the old conspiracy theory of people are giving your kids drugs through that through their candy, there's not a druggie that would spend their hard-earned money giving your kids any kind of drug. Okay, not a single one. Not a single one of them. That to me is my favorite conspiracy. I, however, 
we'll be handing out USB thumb drives with information that will get you canceled from Morgan, uh, uh, JT Morgan Chase as a customer. I will be handing out thumb drives to children that look like a Kit Kat, but it's not. Do not leave your Danny with your children. All right, folks, we'll see you on Friday. Appreciate you. See you soon.